Here's Life Rocks with Dr. Ramesh Richard. So we've looked at hell as a plausible reality that calls for critical thought, careful thought. Hell as a possible reality that calls for justified belief. I now move to hell as a probable reality that calls for personal response. Because as a probable reality, it puts a huge amount of burden on those who are listening, watching, hearing, and are able to process the concepts of hell uh, into a personal response. Anytime there is a disaster that's upcoming, it calls for personal response. Uh, over the last few months, the world has seen several major fires. For example, in Athens, Greece, uh, the entire area was uh, being affected by huge fires. Uh, the alpine scenery had turned into moonscape. The archaeological sites were being affected. Greek uh, firefighters, they were very involved in the uh, firefighting response, but they called on Italian and French firefighters to help them. And that's the manner and approach with which I come to you, uh, because uh, I would like to see if some rescue strategies can be offered to you. Well, there was another uh, large fire, series of fires, probably because of arson, uh, in uh, Southern California and the United States. Again, uh, thousands of acres were being affected. Over 10,000 people were under mandatory evacuation orders from their homes. However, some of them did not want to move because they said, we are not afraid of the danger. Some were critically injured and a few died because they did not want to respond to the evacuation orders. And then, when I landed in Melbourne, uh, Australia, they had what is called Black Saturday. Over 200 people had been killed. I was there within a week or two after this terrible situation. When I landed, my host showed me a text message that the government had sent from the uh, government of Victoria State to all its citizens saying, uh, be ready, be ready. Uh, the fires are coming. You need to watch out run away, move, try to do something about your situation. And yet some people thought that the government was crying wolf. They did not want to take action. I saw poster boards all over the place saying, are you bushfire ready? Are you bushfire ready? Plan, prepare, practice. Which brings me to hell as a probable situation. I wish we could appeal just to emotion in order to justify uh, the reality of hell, but that will not establish its reality. It uh, doesn't matter how we feel and think about hell, that doesn't establish or, or negate its reality. Uh, some people think by uh, appealing to emotion you can uh, establish truth, you cannot. Recently uh, there was uh, the incident of the Gem of Tanzania, also called the Star of Zanzibar. For many years it was rated for over 10 million pounds actually 11 million pounds uh, of value. It was a 10,000 carat, two point uh, some kilogram, about four and a half pounds uh, of, of uh, beautiful ruby. It was actually listed on the balance sheet of a very large company as an asset. This most famous gem of Tanzania, they discovered that was simply one of a low grade uh, ruby called uh, annulite. And suddenly the cost of uh, this ruby went from 11 million pounds to just 100 pounds. 
The power of belief in the stone was what gave it value, not the independent value of the stone. In the same way with hell or the lack of hell, your power of belief that hell exists or does not exist does not make it more probable or less probable. You have to cope with what is indeed the fact. The logic is very simple. Just because I cannot prove that hell exists does not mean it does not exist. And just I cannot, just as I cannot prove that hell does not exist does not mean it does not exist. So the existence of hell does not mean it is dependent on whether you can provide proof or not, especially since all of us are working on this side of death. So we come to the whole issue of, of probability. I borrow this from a mathematical probability theory. You know how it goes. The closer of the unlikely event is rated as a zero, the closer we are to a likely event is rated as a one. Hell is closer to the one because of both, again, expert knowledge as well as trustworthy character, which revealed the reality of hell. You have to take that into consideration because the probability of hell is very high especially since there are only two outcomes at the end of life. An intoxicated gentleman, uh, fully inebriated, uh, looked at a stranger and said, say, uh, what uh, way is the other side of the road? And the stranger looked at him and said, it's just uh, right there. And the drunken man said, uh, that strange, uh, because they told me this side was the other side of the road. There's only two options, and you need to look through the outcomes. Here we go to what may be called the perspective of wisdom. If the probability is closer to one than to zero, then you've got to use wisdom, which helps you examine the belief and its authority. Let's go to risk management, risk analysis, and risk assessment sciences. As you well know, uh, the probability of the event times the cost of the event is one way to calculate risk. So if the probability of hell is high and the cost of hell is high, uh, you are at very, very high risk. I could help you with some decision-making processes. I could help you with formal risk analysis and decision analysis that will not disrupt and endanger your future. The perspective of wisdom says this. You can approach coming risk by either using existing resources or investing new resources. By using existing resources, if you have the resources, you can uh, handle coming risk. Except in the case of hell, your existing resources are right now, not in the future. You're trying to turn what resources you have right now as a resource for the future when actually your existing resources get you into tremendous trouble. I know you're doing right things. You're not stealing from your boss. You're not beating your wife. I know that you're going to church and temple and mosque very often. You're feeding the poor. Those are all good. However, you don't have to do anything to get to hell. My title, How to Get to Hell, is different from How to Go to Hell. To ask you to go to hell would be too offensive. That's none of my business. But how to get to hell is pretty clear. You don't have to do anything. 
In fact, a man found a book which uh, had the title How to Get to Hell. When he opened it, there was nothing written in it because you don't have to do anything to get to hell. We are already on the road to hell unless we change course, unless there's a decision made which changes the destination. So you, by using existing resources and existing assets, you're actually complicating the process. Your existing assets are actually telling you that there's no way to face the risk. So the other way to do contingency planning is to invite, invest in new resources. A new, resources, uh, a new resource helps you carry the risk of what you face. That is what I'd like to present to you as the perspective of wisdom. While we cannot establish hell with certainty, we know we can establish death with certainty. Everybody here is going to die, you're going to die, I'm going to die. In fact, if you want to read more or hear more, I've got a talk on, on killing death, go look it up. Or on life after death, uh, you may benefit from that as well. Everybody is going to die. Death is certain. Earlier this year, a 20-year-old supermodel from Brazil, she was in the finalists for the Miss World Brazilian pageant, just a stunningly beautiful young lady who was attempting to lift her family out of poverty. Her father was a taxi driver, was affected by a drug-resistant bacteria, 20 years old. Well, they first had to amputate her hands. And then a little later, they had to amputate her feet. And then they pumped a lot of drugs into her body. But it was too late. This 20-year-old died. You see, uh, risk doesn't apply to death. You are going to die. Risk only applies to the other side of death, which we're trying to address. Death is certain. Uh, a couple of months ago, uh, Air France 447 flew from Sao Paulo to, uh, to Paris. On this flight, uh, the passengers enjoyed being on it. Unfortunately, somewhere over the, the Atlantic, the plane was lost. And every person was lost. An Italian woman had just shown up uh, to catch a flight and, and unfortunately uh, she was late for the flights. So she was uh, really, really thrilled that uh, she could catch a later flight to Germany. She did not die on the flight which crashed into the waters of cold oblivion. She and her husband rented a car from Munich, Germany as they're driving into Austria, where in a head-on collision and her time had come. Death is certain. The risk side has to do with the other side of death and there are only two outcomes and you better make sure. And that's where I give you the perspective of trust. For Jesus is not only giving you expert knowledge, he gives you trustworthy character. When he speaks about hell, he is not speaking about it with relish, damning you to hell, Indeed, he weeps over his city right after speaking about hell. He speaks with tears. Uh, he says, I want you to trust me. 
I'm a trustworthy Savior. I can rescue you from oncoming hell. Hell is probability closer to zero. It is uncertain closer to one. It's certain. You've got to work with what is likely the case, assuming that it is going to be true, because that's how the governments of Melbourne, of Southern California, as well as Athens, Greece, alerted and warned the citizens, assume that it's true, and move, make a decision, change course. There'll be a new destination. For more from Dr. Richards and a free download, go to liferocks.org.